Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Ellen Steverson, who will share her experience on utilizing proven marketing strategies to advance your job search and your career. If you're struggling to find a job or you are struggling to get that promotion that you want and you're looking for strategies to turn that frustration into success, then you are listening to the right podcast. Ellen, welcome to Career Central. Thank you, Lorraine. It's a pleasure to be here. We are so delighted to have you um, and looking forward to hearing all of the strategies that you're going to share with our listeners. But how about you start by telling us your career journey, how you've gotten from that very first job to where you are now? Well, my career journey led me really to exactly where I wanted to be um, with the right skills and doing exactly what I love to do. Um, I have a career journey like many that has been filled with um, winding roads, typical workplace shenanigans, as well as career advancement. And that led me to opening up my own business, um, starting Black Career Services. So my background is in sales, sales management, executive recruiting, program management, and consulting. And what, as a former executive recruiter, what I've done is combine my sales and my branding expertise with the recruiting knowledge to help rising leaders and um, people across the country advance and move forward. Okay. Um, why did you decide to become a resume writer coach? I mean, and, and do that full time because I know you've helped people throughout your career. Right. And it kind of um, happened organically, actually. Um, I originally, 10 years ago, started starting Block Career Services after running a very successful employability program, um, which I was recognized by the state of South Carolina for a program that helps students not only increase their work skills, but land a lot of jobs. So in the beginning, when I started my company, I was a consulting firm on employability programs, and I slowly was doing a lot of resumes um, because I've always been involved with resume writing and helping people. And that kind of blossomed into something I really loved. And every time I would write a resume, I would get several referrals. So before you know it, I was writing more resumes and coaching. And I found that to be so much more enjoyable working one-to-one with clients, you know, clients from new college grads all the way to executives. I do a lot of mid-management to executives as well as presidential nominees. A lot of people don't realize when the president gets out of the office, so do their nominees. So several years ago when uh, President Obama uh, left office, I wound up writing presidential nominee resumes. So it's been really a lot of fun. And I still do some short-term consulting and training. I just don't do it um, all year round as like one company or anything like that. All right. Fantastic career. I always like our listeners to hear how you got to um, where you are. And especially, I'm going to emphasize the fact you were a recruiter. You know what it's like to be on the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. You know how those hiring decisions are made, which 
is so helpful when you're working with um, clients. And of course, um, today you're going to be sharing those um, tips with our listeners. So I just want to reinforce the fact that you know what you're talking about. You know what impresses that employer. You know how the system works. Now, we were very fortunate last week. Our guest talked a lot about personal branding. And I think for those of you that listened, we're totally on board. So we've got Ellen this week talking about drooling into that personal branding and developing it. So um, Ellen, I know you advocate for professionals to have a strong personal brand, which is a great concept, but let's get into the nitty gritty of how does someone develop their personal brand? Well, you're absolutely right, um, Lorraine. In today's market, um, it's so competitive that people do have to have a personal brand. Um, 54% of the workforce now um, are freelancers and entrepreneurs and executives and salespeople have known about uh, personal branding for years, but I think it's now just reaching the project managers, operations people. So more and more people need to understand the importance and communicate their brand. So the first step that you really want to do to to, uh, develop your personal brand is lay a foundation. Like anything else, you have to start with a foundation. So you build your personal brand by thinking about the areas of expertise um, with authenticity. Now, anything, you know, you want to be very authentic when you're building your brand. What areas of expertise do you have? And when I say that, I mean more hard skills. So, and if you're not an expert yet, you want to be picking skills that you're currently developing or creating a plan to develop these skills. So what I mean by that are, you know, do you perform well in project management, engineering, maybe you're a writer, maybe you're an operations manager, maybe you're a teacher, a finance, maybe even a skydiver or a dancer, you know, so whatever your career you need to understand what are the hard skills that you have and you want to develop them well and do them well so that you can have a brand that talks about that. Um, and I, I just want to emphasize the hard skill and maybe dig a little deeper because a lot of times when people are asked, you know, what do you bring the job? Is that soft skills? I'm outgoing, I'm friendly and all that. So maybe a quick definition of how to define a hard skill versus a Great. soft skill. I used to teach this all the time, so no I worries know, about that. That's, that's why I'm asking you. I want to that's right. share that. So, right. So uh, part two of how to build your personal brand is definitely getting into the soft skills. So the first part are the hard skills. And a hard skill is like math. Math is something you can either do or you can't do. Hence, a hard skill. Reading is a hard skill. You either can read or you can't. I worked with students all the time that could not read. Their disability, they could not read. Therefore, we had to tailor jobs or know about jobs that did not include reading or the companies were um, really dedicated to hiring people with disabilities and they would color code things. So the kids could remember the colors and how to do the next step, but they wouldn't know how to read. So again, hard skills are typically things that you have received training on them and you can either do it or you can't do it. Believe it or not, even hammering, hammering a nail into a board is a hard skill. You can either do it or you can't. So project management, obviously a hard skill. Engineering, hard skill. But so is dancing. And I mean, trained classical dancing would be a hard skill. 
Now, the soft skills, which you also see a lot on job descriptions as interpersonal skills, that's the same as the soft skills. These are a little bit harder to really see, and therefore they're called soft skills. For example, communications. You know, really seeing if somebody could communicate well takes a little while for an employer to figure out, right? Um, as well as honesty, um, teamwork, team building. So these are soft skills that employers definitely hire. They definitely want to know about. Um, and depending on, you know, again, if you're applying for a, um, a hairstylist position, they're really kind of going off your communication skills and your technical knowledge, but they're not asking you in some cases to cut my hair right now in the interview to see if you really can do it. So depending on the industry and what you're doing, interviews and jobs require a little bit of both hard skills and uh, soft skills. So part of your brand is you don't want to leave out some of the hard skills that they really might be looking for, like program coding, um, you know, or something like that. So you want to mix your brand with a little bit of hard skills. Typically, I say no more than three because most people can't really remember a laundry list of skills. So if you're just introducing yourself, three skills is really all you need. But then Really, what sets you apart or differentiates yourself is those soft skills. So don't forget to distinguish yourself by including your credentials or your, you know, your personality, some people might say, or your core values, or maybe your character strengths. So those are all words that really kind of imply these soft skills. So for myself, you know, I usually say I have a lot of moxie, which means I have energy, determination. I have a very no-nonsense approach to working with people. I feel if people want to work with me, they want honesty and somebody who has a lot of integrity. Um, and again, I describe myself as somebody with a lot of moxie. Um, and, you know, one of the things when people ask me, why should I hire you as a writer or a coach? Again, it's my ability to link and connect people's talents to a targeted job, you know, educate them on gaps that they might be missing or helping them set the course to get them where they're going. Those are really more soft skills than a hard skill um, and very difficult sometimes to teach. When I teach writers and other coaches, it can be hard to, they'll say, well, how do you know to ask those questions? That's just part of my soft skill and my, my ex experience of working in the business world. So again, soft skills can be a little bit harder to define and a little bit harder to evaluate. So um, great points. Um, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking defining a hard skill is something you can be tested on. You can be said, you know, do this. And a soft skill might be the way somebody describes you. And so if you're struggling with what your soft skills are, you know, ask colleagues, ask friends, you know, how would you describe me? Um, because I know sometimes people are a little shy about promoting their soft skills. Correct. And I will say, both skills, hard and soft, should be developed throughout your lifetime. You know, again, over the years in my 20s, you know, I was maybe a little too outgoing and had to find a mentor to get me to talk less and listen more. So again, it's not that the soft skills aren't teachable or trainable. You just have to be self-aware and really try and develop those skills and really I would say in, in all the years I've been doing this, which is well over 20 now, the soft skills are really like the cherry and the sprinkles. Those are the differentiators. They're the things that make 
a Sunday wonderful, right? The cherries and the sprinkles. So again, you don't want to forget to develop those. You know, look at somebody you admire, look at somebody that you want to be towards and find mentors and follow things that will inspire you to, to um, really hone in on your soft skills and improve that. For example, if you really don't like to talk in public, but you want a job that will require you to hold meetings and be in front of small groups, go join Toastmasters. And so challenge yourself to find avenues even outside of work to develop those soft skills. So I really like um, what you're saying is that at this point in your career, you have some you have hard skills and you have soft skills, but that doesn't mean that they're permanent. You can change, you can develop. Um, and, you know, we're all used to the idea of going back for training, but also the idea of helping um, nurture your soft skills. I really like that about working with a mentor. Um, and again, getting feedback. Um, it sounds like somebody probably gave you a little bit of feedback on maybe you know, you're, were too aggressive or something in your language. And, and then you took the step to work with somebody to improve right. that. Well, I worked in an all male industry. So obviously I had to be a little aggressive. Um, but again, even in an all male industry and being the only woman, I didn't have to be so aggressive. So again, you have to find somebody that, and I'll, I'll say trust, you have to find somebody you trust, to give you the proper feedback. So again, if you have a a negative person in your life that's really chipping away um, at you, that probably wouldn't be the person to pick. Um, you want to be self-aware and pick people that are really there to support and help you. Be mindful. I just did um, a whole thing with a nonprofit on individual development plans. And that's part of, again, your branding. And think of any product. I mean, my goodness, we could probably spend a whole show just talking about different brands like Coca-Cola, you know, again, and all the different, they came out with new formulas. They came out with this and you got that. They switched sweeteners. Well, we're the same way. You know, I wouldn't say what I say about myself now, you know, now at an older age, I I refer to myself as having moxie, but obviously in my twenties, I wouldn't have said that. Um, So again, it's a different, you know, and that's the beauty of a journey is how you change and evolve and, One thing I can definitely say over the years of doing this is sometimes I get clients that are very sad. They're not in a happy place. And it's just miraculous to see how a job career, I mean, a career change or a new job or learning something new totally reinvigorates them and reinvents them. So if you're in a bad spot, you know, have hope that in 2021, you can do some things and change it up. So, um, we were talking about trying to identify like three to four hard skills. What about soft skills? What would you challenge people to do in terms of identifying the soft skills that they want to incorporate in their brand? So definitely in your, when you're talking about your soft skills, you want to think about, you know, how are you really helping the customers or how are you really helping the organization? So if you're on a job search You know, what do you do that really helps an organization? Um, So again, it's not always about you, but how do you help somebody else? Or why do you do the things you do? So if if you're working for a nonprofit, why do you work for that nonprofit? Or or if you teach, why are you passionate about teaching? So again, um, you do want it to be part of your personality because if you're if your personality or your skills or your industry, you're not comfortable, 
you know, again, I work with a lot of engineers. They don't want to talk about what they're passionate about. They don't want to use the word passion even. And that's okay because you want this to be an authentic brand. And by authentic, if it doesn't feel right for you, no matter how much somebody's telling you to say something, please don't. Listen to you and come up with your own brand. So every time I work with a client, you know, part of what I'm doing is listening to them talk and we might be crafting this together and coming up with the words. But in the end, I tell them, if you're stumbling over something that every time you have to say it, you're tripping on it, you just can't get it out right, that is a clear sign, change it. Clear sign, change it. Is there a target number of soft skills, um, you know, like the three hard skills, um, you know, as you make your list, should you choose just a, a certain Well, I would, yeah, I would say, you know, you should always really know your top three skills of hard and your top three skills of soft, but in your elevator pitch or in your introduction, introduction, whatever we want to call it, and we'll get into that a little bit more, you know, I don't think I'd ramble off six things because okay. three plus three is six. I would say probably your top three skills. And again, they would have to be tailored. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but then you you know, you add that one great line at the end that kind of sums up, you know, and I do this all with integrity or I do this with, through, you know, strong communication skills that engage and delight the customers. So kind of maybe a, a good little tagline with one or two, maybe to get the, the thing going. You know, you really always want to have what I call a closing line, something in your elevator pitch that closes the conversation. So you're stopped. Otherwise, you'll get nervous and you'll ramble on. We are going to take a very short break and then we're going to um, come back and talk to Ellen about how you can take these three hard skills, three soft skills and create a, a branding statement for yourself. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview the number two work.com. 
Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central. We have been having a wonderful conversation with Ellen before the break. She um, helped us really identify those things that we need to start building our brand. And that was identifying hard skills. She suggests three. Soft skills, she suggests three. I like that nice balance between hard and soft skills. And now that you have that information, let's move forward and talk about how you develop that branding statement. So Ellen, um, we hear a lot about self-introductions. People call them 30-second me, other elevator pitch. But um, whatever anybody calls it, how do we create a good one? So the one thing you want to think about is, you know, when you're promoting your personal brand, where are you going to use this? So you do want to be doing this before you walk out the door. But where you use these, you know, your personal brand obviously is networking. You know, when somebody asks you, what do you do? That is basically your introduction line or your elevator pitch or your about me information. But also during an interview, when they ask, tell me a little bit about yourself or even on social media, meetings with clients, or even in an unexpected elevator ride where somebody might ask and start a conversation, which has actually happened to me and I landed a great opportunity in an elevator. So when I hear people say, oh, that's such a stupid saying, no one's ever done that, I have. So again, you want to sit down and very methodically think about how you'd introduce yourself. Hi, my name is, and then, you know, I have extensive experience in blah, blah, blah. If you don't have extensive experience, maybe if you're a new college grad, it would be more of, I recently graduated with a degree in this, and I have some experience in X, Y, Z. So again, even college grads do projects, research. Don't be afraid to bring up those hard skills that you learned during college. And then combine them with, you know, I really have a, a knack of working with teams and supporting management. And it's exciting to be here to talk to you today about this. And that's a closing statement. So again, you want to have at least three hard skills, one or two soft skills to wrap it up with, and then an ending statement. It could even be your ending statement is, it's a pleasure to sit here with you at lunch today. Tell me about yourself and and direct it back to them. This way you won't get nervous and ramble on. Um, You know, anytime you're going to an engagement or an event where you know you're going to speak to people, this is when you should be preparing. Um, And you also need to think about the length, okay, of your brand message and even your tone. So what I mean by that is, for example, if I'm going to a dinner party, right, it's a dinner party. I'm not actively networking, but I guarantee somebody's going to ask me, so Ellen, what do you do? Or, Or tell me about yourself or something like that. So when I'm going to a dinner party on the way over, I'm thinking in the car, how would I respond to that? And typically I just say something like, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to help people around the uh, United States as well as beyond advance their careers and land great jobs. That's all I say, because you know what's going to come next? The reaction. Oh, how do you do that? What do you do? What do you mean by that? And that's a great way to spark a conversation. So your, your elevator pitch or your introduction, depending on the event, needs to change a little bit. However, If I'm on my way to a meeting and they said, Ellen, during this meeting, you're going to stand up and discuss yourself. I then need to take a different tone. I have to do a different, something different. And my, what I might say is something like, hi, I'm Ellen Steverson, founder of Starting Block Career Services. 
an established career management firm specializing in resumes, LinkedIn, and coaching services that help clients advance their careers and move forward. So it's there you heard my three hard skills of resume writing, LinkedIn writing, and coaching. And what I do is I help people move uh, their careers forward. So that's my specialty. Um, And then, so that's how you would do it in a more formal setting. So you do have to think about that. Note how the tones and the information change drastically depending on the event. And I, I see people making that mistake sometimes. They'll be at a fun, you know, event that's more casual and they'll get asked a question like, tell me what you do. And all of a sudden they're kind of in robot mode of saying their elevator pitch that they practice for an interview, but that might not be the time. And that's why having three hard skills and three soft skills is kind of important because at a fun event, you might say something that's a little bit more fun. Like I communicate with great people across the country and that's all you have to say. And then they'll go, well, really, how do you do that? And then you could lead into kind of what you do. So again, once you really memorize three great things that you have hard skills in and three great things that you want to promote as soft skills, you can change it up. And that's why it's key to memorizing it, like the back of your hand. I usually have my clients write it out. I tell them to print it. I tell them to carry it in their pocket. I've had people in Manhattan go, I pulled out that piece of paper on the subway five times, the next day, two times. By the time the third day, I knew it by heart, Ellen. That's the type of memorizing I'm talking about. So it's like the back of your hand. You can say it without anything in front of you. Um, I, I love the fact that you bring out that it, different situations require a different tone in um, your 32nd me or your introduction. I should share that I too have had two um, opportunities to um, land a job and get a promotion in an elevator when I just happened Yay. to be with somebody that said, you know, tell me about what you do. And the other one was, do you like the job that you're doing now? And so, um, yes, definitely, absolutely be prepared. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about that thinking process of working with the client to develop the brand, memorizing it? practicing it, but are there any other tips that you give your clients? Because I, I think a lot of our listeners are probably going, well, that's great. She's doing an amazing job, but how do I translate what she's saying about herself to maybe um, how I have to put things together? So yes, I would recommend that you write it out and um, start with this one sentence. Hi, I am, and then your name. And then again, the next sentence is very simple. I have experience in, and then list out your three things. And again, as you memorize these, you can switch up the language. But at first, we're just trying to think of, okay, if I am a um, going for a manufacturing job, I know I need to have experience in continuous improvements. I need to know um, team management, and I also need to know project management. I have all those skills. And those are the three things I want to talk about. So then those are the three things that you put there. Then what are your top, you know, three skills that you might talk about? And then you list those. And then you do want to have an ending statement. So your ending statement could be as easy as, um, I'm really excited to be here during our phone interview today, because I'm confident um, after I read your job posting that my experience Um, makes me a good fit for this position. Boom. It's a memorized sentence. If you're going networking and a dinner party, it's, 
it's, it's a pleasure to meet you tonight. Tell me a little bit about yourself or what, what brought you here today or what's your favorite part about working at Exxon or whatever they just mentioned. So again, always try and have a closing statement so you can get out of that mode of um, promoting yourself easier and you won't get nervous. Okay. So that's great. definitely key. You know, one, I'll share a client story with you. Um, I recently worked with an electrical maintenance manager who was in maintenance, who was in manufacturing. And I did coach him to say, we did his resume and his LinkedIn. And then he got an interview and I said, okay, I want you to say something along the lines of, you know, again, these three things and, and so forth. So his elevator pitch was something along the lines of, hi, I'm Bill Smith. I have extensive experience in manufacturing with electrical maintenance projects, continuous improvements, and team management. I have strong technical skills, and I lead my team with integrity. He was very strong about integrity. So the team and the company are successful. And we practice it and practice it, and he said, Ellen, I have to be honest with you. I am so nervous to say something like this. I typically just like ramble on that I'm born and raised in this area. I went to the local technical school. You know, like, I don't know if that question is really a personal question. I feel like it's a personal question when they say, tell me a little bit about yourself. I should be telling them who I'm related to and, you know, the town and blah, blah. And I, I said to him, no, the, this is the proper way. You know, again, you're on an interview. They want to know about how you can contribute to them. So he said he would do it. And the next day when he went on the interview, I get a phone call. You know, I coached him on practicing and practicing until he sounded natural. I mean, actually, it was a couple of days later. I then get a phone call and he was a very monotone person, an engineer. The excitement was just unbelievable. And he said, I've never had an interview go that well. The tone of me starting with that elevator pitch drastically changed the tone of the entire environment, the entire interview, Ellen. It's like they took me serious as a manager. Like, you know, and he just started rambling on about all the um, things that happened in the interview because he felt he started it off differently. And that's the key to a great elevator pitch or a great introduction because it is the first impression. And it saddens me sometimes that I see, you know, on the internet or wherever people are like, shock and awe, say something crazy so they'll remember you. The problem is you're running the risk that they're going to remember you not for something that's positive. So again, you know, he wound up getting an offer in three days and started exactly two weeks from the day he interviewed. So a good elevator pitch, like Lorraine even said, helped her in an elevator, helped me in an elevator. Um, again, when you're mindful of these things and do them properly, it really can change things. And I really just, um, before we move on, I want to reinforce that your formula for this is the I am. So you introduce yourself, the I have, you talk about your skills, and then that closing statement, which I think um, if you get nervous, you forget to close it out. I also want to reinforce the fact that this statement, branding statement, just um, focuses the conversation. You know, however you start the conversation, somebody's going to react. So you want them reacting to your skills and talents and abilities, not to, you know, find out where you were born and maybe, you know, or you had, you know, attended the same high school or something like that. That's fun conversation, but that's not part of this whole branding networking. 
Right. It's not appropriate in an interview because you're wasting time, really not explaining how you can help them. So it takes, it detracts from it, you know? And again, we don't want people to always feel like, oh, I'm, I always have to have this elevator pitch. That's why you have to change the tone depending on the event. Um, But yes, that's basically I am and your name and then three hard skills and then a statement about something a little bit different about you. Like he said, I, I manage teams with integrity. So that's where that soft skill comes in. And then you have a closing statement and a closing statement could be a question back to them or just, I'm glad to be here today to speak to you about this position. Cause I'm really confident and I can help you something, just something so small to get you to close the statement is really the key to that. And also the other key I would say is again, before you go to the event or an interview, Think about what you want to accomplish. If you're going to an event where you want to carry on conversation, make it a little bit more vague and a little bit more soft skilled and intriguing so you can have a great conversation and not be so on, especially if you do sell things. You know, sometimes I'm at events, I'm not looking for new clients. I just want to have fun and talk to people and meet people. Um, And other times I'm in meetings where I really do have to say who I am and what my company does. So always know that. And I would say, if, if especially for those listening that are looking for a job, the job posting will dictate what you should be talking about. So if you're like, well, God, I, you know, I've been in doing this job for 20 years. I don't know what she's talking about. Three, I can't narrow it down. Well, the job posting narrows it down. We'll read the job posting. And then when they say we need help with X, Y, Z, Though, if you have the experience in X, Y, Z, talk about those three things right away. So they can immediately be like, oh, this guy can help us or this woman can help us. So that's the way you want them thinking, not, oh, God, he's talking about his childhood. So again, that's the whole point of the elevator pitch or the intro, you know, you want them to remember how you can help them. And I want to recap, um, I I think what you're saying is that no matter what situation you're in, you do want people to know what you do. It just might be the the detail. So it might be the I am and then just a little bit about what you do so that you're educating somebody on what you do. Mm -hmm. And then other times it's more detailed. Right. And I've had people say to me, you know, my entire life, nobody's ever helped me get a job. Well, do the people around you really know what you do? And um, I went to a family reunion one time with my children who were younger at the time. And I played a little game with them just for fun. And and everyone started giggling because of course everyone realized what I was doing, but my kids didn't, it was far away from us. My kids didn't really know people. So I had my kids go up and ask other relatives. So they would go to their uncle and say, what does aunt so-and-so do? to see if he could tell her, tell them what the aunt did. So it wasn't that my kids were asking each person, what do you do? They were asking the relatives what other people at the party (laughs) did. And just about everybody failed. Like, I mean, they got it close, like, oh, he's a cop, but he really is a detective. Or he, so again, we think our inner circle of people know us and know what we do, but in reality, a lot of times they don't. So then they can't help you build a network. They can't help you find a job. They can't help anything if they don't know anything about you. I want to reinforce that because this time of the year, we tend to be connecting with relatives and people, friends who really want to support us. But if we're not sharing with them what kind of support we need, then it's a missed opportunity. So I think that I love that. I'm going to have to play that game the next time I'm with 
with family members and see if yeah. we can figure out. And it was, it was a memorable had. day. Everyone just started laughing at the end and all my cousins came, what are you doing? What are you up to Ellen? Um, and that's just another way for my kids to become career minded because I wasn't teaching them. Everybody else was. Yeah. Um, so yes. And I think for those of you that are overachievers, you might want to f- figure out what all of your relatives actually do so that the next mm-hmm. time that you're um, interacting, you can say, you know, how's your career going and being more specific. I think that's, I think that's an amazing idea and something I'm definitely going to incorporate. We are going to take another very, very short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about using your personal brand, not just in your, your introduction, but across your entire um, job search um, efforts to get a promotion. So we are going to be right back and continue our conversation with Ellen. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book. Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central and the conversation we're having with Ellen this morning about personal branding. Before the break, she talked us through um, developing the personal brand, how how to deliver it, and now we want to talk about how to carry that brand across throughout all of your career documents um, so that people, when they think of you, think of those hard skills and soft skills. And so, Ellen, I'm going to go back to you. I know you write resumes, LinkedIn, coach for interviews. How do you help your clients carry their brand throughout their career journey? So I absolutely agree with you, Lorraine, in that you do have to think of a brand as something you want to carry across and be consistent. So it's not that you can have small little variations in a conversation to to highlight different skills, but when you're talking a brand, you want to make sure your resume clearly defines it, your LinkedIn mirrors that, and any other social media 
that it's clear of what you do. And for example, um, when I was working with a uh, executive director of a nonprofit, I pulled up her LinkedIn and there it is, real estate agent. And I was totally shocked by that. I said, real estate agent? She's like, oh, that's just a hobby I have. I sell one or two houses a year, blah, blah, blah. And she was all excited about it, thought it was a hobby and that people should know that because that's how she networks and gets people to give money to the charity. However, that that clouds her brand because I'm wondering, well, how committed are you to the nonprofit? And, and she was a really hardworking woman. But again, people will wonder where your loyalty lies, what your skill sets are, what are you really trying to do? And even as a real estate person, I would wonder, well, if you're not doing it full time, how good are you at it? So again, if you have a hobby, a passion or something you freelance to make extra money on, if it doesn't have any relevancy to your brand and where you're trying to go next, please leave it off your resume. Please leave it off LinkedIn. These are marketing strategies. You don't have to put every little thing you do. You have to be very strategical and position yourself for success. So, and another way people do that, they'll say something like, I'm very detail-oriented or I'm a graphic designer, very detail-oriented. And then I pull up their old resume and then I pull up their old LinkedIn or their LinkedIn, current LinkedIn, and the dates are wrong. The months don't align. They're, they say on the jo- job description, graphic designer, but then on the LinkedIn, they say creative artist or whatever. So, you know, again, those little things that we think nothing of because we're just typing it in LinkedIn really do make a big difference when you have somebody looking at all of the documents at one time and trying to make a decision. So if you're, if you're um, you know, I call it a job search, Um, campaign, if all your marketing information during your campaign are raising questions or eyebrows, they're going to pass on you because they're not going to take the time to find out the information. So if they're saying, hmm, I wonder why she has a real estate agent on here. Hmm, I wonder why they're talking more about their volunteer work than they are talking about their jobs. Then again, that little questioning makes them pass on you. And I have seen that a thousand times, even as an executive recruiter back when I was doing it regularly, I would be having conversations with hiring managers like, yes, I know you saw that, but he really is committed to that. Like, so again, most of the time you don't have somebody advocating for you like a recruiter. So you have to be very careful because I'm telling you, it immediately turns them off and they go, "Mm, not clear, but don't have the time to figure out what, why this person's doing this. So really be intentional. That would be my message. Right. So um, Ellen has walked us through developing that personal brand, the hard skills, the soft skills. Take a look at that LinkedIn um, profile. Take a look at the resume. Is it saying this is what I do? Is is it reinforcing your brand? And if not, it's time to start cutting or rewriting or, or adding. So why? Yep. Uh, and I love the fact that you brought in as a recruiter, you know, and we've talked about how recruiters can advocate for you. But if you don't have somebody advocating, then your documents need to just say, this is what I can do for you. This is this is my brand. Wow. Um, are there any other thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? I know you have this huge background in marketing. Any other tips that? Well, you know, we're talking about resumes and LinkedIn and Facebook and social media in general. You know, again, carry those keywords, those hard skills across all, all of them. So even in your summary on LinkedIn, and on your resume, if and on your resume, you have project management, um, 
operations and continuous improvements on your LinkedIn, in your summary and in your experience, make sure you're mentioning those type of things. You know, I see people come to me and they'll say, well, I'm a project manager. And then nowhere on their resume does it say manage a project or manage multiple concurrent projects or whatever with no information about a project. So really be mindful of that. And then how you get the soft skills. You know, a lot of people say, well, Ellen, how do I get soft skills on a resume or LinkedIn? Okay, well, first of all, on your resume, we now have these start with a qualifying statement or um, in the beginning, we no longer use objective, uh, objectives or out. However, you do want to have a qualified professional summary that kind of tells them why you're qualified. And that's where you can bring in some of your soft skills, as well as when you say increase sales by 35%, then add some reasons of how you did that. And some of those soft skills communicated um, authentically with clients or something. So they, again, these are conversation starters in an interview, give better details. And then the same is true on LinkedIn. And then with social media, like Facebook, really make sure that you're not, again, clouding your brand by, you know, a lot of times I pull up the Facebook and everybody's got red solo cups and they all look like they're partying hard. And is that really part of your brand during a job search? So clean that up. Great advice. So across the board, social media, um, career documents, have them all focused on your branding message. Um, Ellen, we ask each of our guests to give our listeners a five-second challenge, something they can do right after the show that takes just a little bit of time, but gets them started on the path of developing a new career building skill. Do you want to give them a challenge today? Absolutely. Okay. So my five-second challenge would definitely be Write down your top three skills as soon as you hang up. Hard skill, soft skill, you know, at least minimum of three, try and get to six, but that. Okay, then what I want you to do is make a list of your inner circle. These are your trusted friends and family and colleagues that are positive and supportive, not the naysayers, not the people who only bring out ugliness. We don't want them. We want, but people who are also going to be truthful with you, okay? And the reason I'm asking you to make this list is because I want you to, one, develop that elevator pitch and start practicing your pitch with your inner circle so that you don't sound like a robot, that it will become natural. But don't let them add to the script. If they're like, oh, that's really good, but now I say this, this, and this. Don't complicate it. Say, no, 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 I just want to learn like this. But again, and you don't even have to say, hey, I would like to do an elevator pitch with you. Just start talking about yourself a little bit differently and see where the conversation goes. Because all of a sudden, if your uncle's like, hey, I didn't know you did that. Well, you know, I know so-and-so over at this plant. Okay, well, now you got your network working for you. So, you know, don't feel people aren't helping you. Instead, turn that around as they can't help you because they don't know what you do. And what we normally do is make the mistake of telling our families and friends like, all the bad things in our lives. Oh my God, blah, blah. don't do that. Stop and, and really take this five second challenge, know your skills, write a list of some people and over the holiday, that you're going to see this holiday season, that's even better. And then get out there and just have a little different conversation and see what happens. Great challenge. Before we um, have to close out the show, I'd like you to share with our listeners um, how they can um connect with you. And maybe I know you've got some great projects um, that you're working on. I don't know if you're ready to share those or not, but whatever you'd like to share with our listeners, I know they'd like to learn more about you and, and what you're doing. Okay, great. Well, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on LinkedIn. My name is Ellen Steverson. 
A lot of people misspell that last name. So it's S-T-E-V-E-R as in Romeo, S-O-N. I do have a website. It's www.startingblockcs.com. So it's starting block. C as in career, S as in services.com. And I do have a really good ebook I just recently put up uh, on how to know when it's time to make a job or career change. And it's long, so it's a good one. So go ahead, free, just go ahead and get it. Um, and you can also email me from my website or you can email me at ellen at startingblockcs.com. I do have a lot of projects coming up and even during the Christmas or holiday break, I am doing a LinkedIn webinar. This is a truly academic learning webinar. There will be no selling. Um, it'll be a foundation on LinkedIn, all great information on your summary, how to do LinkedIn. So it's going to be phenomenal. It's 90 minutes. I do it with a colleague. And if you reach out to me, I will definitely send you an invitation um, or the link, I should say, so you can participate. That's December 30th, um, 90 minutes, so that for 2021, you'll have an awesome LinkedIn. Fantastic. Alan, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, sharing with, with folks um, the, the information you have provided. is just going to be invaluable as we move forward into the the changing work world in 2021. I think there'll be a lot of new career opportunities, and if you've got your your branding statement, you know how you're going to fit in. It's going to be much, much easier. And just to reinforce something that um, Ellen said, um, we think between 70 and 80% of jobs come through networking. So the exercise she's challenged you to, which is list your soft skills, list your hard skills, and then share them with your inner circle is going to be a real key to landing that next job or getting that next promotion. For those of you that are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advancing advice to you each week. Your feedback helps us achieve that goal. If you prefer emailing a suggestion, you can email me at careercentralhost at gmail.com. That's careercentralhost at gmail.com. And I really encourage you to share your ideas because we are starting to book out our 2021 season and we really want to have guests that um, answer the questions that you have about your career. Next week, our guest will be Miriam Rose Cohn, who will talk about how to navigate the job search changes that have been brought on by the pandemic. So join us for a discussion focused on how to move into the changing world of work as we hope or think it'll be in 2021. Until next week, this is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? 
Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book. Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today.